This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out bluewirepods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. Blue Wire. In the shotgun, Carr's going to throw, pumps, looks end zone, throws to the end zone, wide open! James Young! I would play the slots because you know what they say scared money don't make money and I got scared money Rodgers to the end zone caught for the touchdown James Jones John Gruden has not coached since 2008 so what makes you believe that he is the guy to take this franchise to the next level you know and it's just Cali swag What's up, Raider Nation? This is Keeping It 300, brought to you by Blue Wire and our friends at betonline.ag. I'm Fallon Smith with my guy, James Jones. We took last week off because, honestly, I've been on the struggle bus with <laughs> with work and with this pregnancy. Um, and it also happened to be JJ's birthday. Happy belated yay, yay. birthday, JJ. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. You know, I had a... You know, birthday party on Zoom, you know what I mean, with this COVID-19. <laughs> you didn't have it on Zoom. You probably I did have it on Zoom, did? man. Me, all the boys, everybody oh, nice. was all on Zoom for like five hours, man. Hold on. Shut up. Really? For five hours? Uh, I promise you. We uh, we went on. They went to like, sing me happy birthday with a little cake on the Zoom. Oh, that was so going to be Thinking it's going to be 30 minutes. We started at 7. Next thing you know, it's midnight. We done took shots. Oh, all. my God. And I'm like, man, it's time to go to bed. That's <laughs> hilarious. I thought I was have, like had a wild Zoom party because uh, they threw a surprise uh, virtual baby shower for me. There you go. But it was three hours, and I thought that was a lot. I was ready to get off after three hours. We was on there telling old stories and all that. But it was cool, though, man. It was just cool to see everybody face and make sure everybody all good. Hey, you know what? It's funny, though. Five hours is is cool when you're, like, drinking, having a good time. And I can't drink and have a good time like that. So. No, you got you to gotta wait a little bit till a little man come exactly. out of there, man. You got to exactly. wait. <laughs> exactly. So, anyways, we won't tell your age because, you know, you're an old man Sorry, now. Man. So, we'll, we'll, we'll do that I, to you. I, I ain't worried about the age. 36 years young, uh, man. Still, that's right. Still marching, man. That's all good. I like how I'm hating on you when in a couple months I'm about to be 36 as well. You know what I mean? Right <laughs> around the block. Exactly. Anyways. um. <laughs> Okay. Well, there's been a handful of NFL news and Raiders news since our last podcast, so we'll get right to it. Monday, which is actually today, we are recording this Monday night, April 6th, Roger Goodell informed all 32 NFL clubs that the 2020 NFL draft will be fully 
virtual. Okay, this means that the club facilities are going to remain closed indefinitely because, of course, of COVID-19. So teams were advised to prepare to conduct the draft outside of their facilities. And get this, team personnel were also advised to be in separate locations using phone and Internet to communicate. Okay, now here's the thing. I highly doubt that John Gruden and Mike Mayock are going to be in separate locations. Like, there's no way this can happen, right, James? That they're going to be in separate locations? What do you think? Well, are they just talking about the scouts or are they talking about head coaches and general managers as well? Because if they're just talking to scouts, I understand that because scouts are all over. You got some scouts in Alabama, some scouts in California, some scouts all over. So I understand that. You're like, all right, we don't want you guys traveling, mess around, Get, get it, get the virus. Bring it to them. That's fine. Yeah. But when you talk about head coach and GM, they, they need be. to be in the same room. Exactly. You know what I mean? This is this is the draft. We're trying to get pieces to to go win a Super Bowl, make our franchise better. So I believe they would have to be in the same room. So they are on the same page. Yeah, scouts could call in and do all that FaceTime, whatever, and have their little input. Mm-hmm. But those two need to be in the same room. Now, I didn't read line for line the memo, yeah. but I breezed by it and it didn't say like I didn't hear the word head coach or GM. Yeah. I just heard team personnel. So I think that they're trying yeah. to keep it generic so that yes. possibly nobody gets in trouble when they actually do have the GM and head coach together, you know, on draft yeah. night. But but not only that, I, I, I do get where they're coming from because it's it's a lot of scouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like pe- people don't understand how many scouts there all are on each individual team. There is a lot of scouts. Yeah. You know what I mean? So them traveling and everybody being in the same room trying to get to draft draft together, that's probably almost 100 people in a mm-hmm. house or a building or whatever. You don't know who has it or passing yeah. the virus. So I understand that. But the GM and the head coach, they better find a spot. They <laughs> yeah. better get in their room. They better have their internet. They better have everything going that they need to have going and get ready for this draft. Well, I can tell you right now, expect some frustration on draft day because it's not going to go 100% smoothly as everybody probably would hope. Because, yeah. you know, with technology, there's always problems. And expect, in my opinion, I feel like I expect less trades. I wonder if they're going to have more time in between draft picks at least. You know what I mean? To be able to pick up the phone and call or FaceTime whoever you need or whatever it is that you need to do because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's different. They're not going to have hard lines, a bunch of hard lines that you could just really go and call. Bobby's going to have to use cell phones, use some Zoom or whatever. But think about that. Like this preparation, they're probably scattering, going crazy right now saying, OK, every single team, well, give me your Zoom ID number or give me your yeah. wherever you're going to be. I need to be able to call mm-hmm. you right away for trades. But I th- yeah. And I, th- I think at the end of the day, too, they have to get more time. Because at the end, time. at the end of the day, it's not on TV, so it's not like you're trying to get in in a certain amount of hours and all that. Yeah. Hey, it's all technology and all that now, online and all that. So hey, give these teams more time just in case something does go down, and they may have to call somebody by cell phone and tell that person to call Roger DeGale and get the pick in. Who knows? So how is that? I want to know how it's going to work. Have you been told at all anything by the NFL Network how it's going to be operated? Like, are you guys going to broadcast it? I mean. No, I haven't been told anything, man. We did some work uh, the other day where we did some segments um, uh, via Zoom and all that, that they're going to play on TV and all that. But everybody's going, going with the Zoom and all that type stuff to get it out there. So if that fails, I'm sure you got to have somebody on speed dial where you call and say, hey, 
This is the pick we want. That's so crazy. This is going to yeah. be crazy. There, ha- there has to be like an emergency number. Like if technology goes wrong and you're not going to get yeah. your pick in on time, you have to call like an emergency number mm-hmm. provided by Roger Goodell yeah. or something. All right. Anyways, we'll see. This will be interesting. Um, again, it just happened a couple hours ago, so I wasn't able to to read the memo exactly. But we know 2020 NFL draft is going fully virtual. So it's going to be interesting. All right. So some Raiders news now. Uh, the Raiders are... No longer out of money, James. That is good news. <laughs> no longer out of money. No, that's great news. This after two things. So one, they freed up $9.3 million in cap space by converting $11.6 million of Santa Rodney Hudson's base salary into a fully guaranteed signing bonus. So they restructured his contract. So that's great. Um, and they got another $6 million back. Because they couldn't reach an agreement with corner Eli Apple. Apparently, he failed mm. his physical, so that deal fell through. Um, I'm actually totally okay with that. I'm on board because I wasn't a fan of the signing in the first place. With that said, they wasted no time spending their available cash, signing safety Demarius Randall to a one-year $3.25 million deal. So mm-hmm. now they have about $10.36 million left to spend, which means the Raiders are in good shape. They could get a few more pieces, a few more deals done before the draft. Anyhow, let's start with Eli Apple first, though. Did that surprise you that this deal fell through or it's just kind of something that happens sometimes? It's something that happens sometimes, <laughs> Fallon. I mean, I, I hate when I see it because I'm like, man, you come in there, you fell a physical man, and you got a, you got a chance to make a lot of money. You know, and you come in there and you fell a physical and it's just like, man, what have you been doing? What are you doing? Like, even if me, if I'm not ready, I'm telling my agent, I'm not ready. I'm not going to pass a physical. So ain't even no need for me to come in there, sign no contract. No, I'm not going to pass it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wait, wait until I'm ready. So it just sucks because it's a small world in this NFL now. Mm-hmm. You fell that physical and obviously it's it's everywhere, but you better believe that all these other teams are going to call the Raiders doctors. What's going on with Eli Apple? And it could possibly mess him up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So... You know, that sucks because, like I said, I I thought he would have been a good addition, you know, just even for depth-wise. You know what I mean? You can't never have enough corners. You can never have enough good players. And I feel like he's a good player, good, solid player. Not a superstar, but good, solid player that could come in there and help you, you know. So it just sucks that that fell through. Yeah, for sure. I think, though, the Raiders should bring back Darrell Worley now because they can get him for cheap. He's still on the market. Um, And that's just a depth piece. I'm not thinking that he's going to start or anything. Um, And I know Raider Nation has been blowing me up on freaking Twitter about how the Raiders need to go after Logan Ryan. And I know Mm. that he had a big year with the Titans, but he also primarily played slot corner with Tennessee. And the Raiders need somebody who could play opposite Trayvon Mullen, you know, on the outside. And and Joyner, obviously, LaMarcus Joyner, is their slot corner. You know where I think Logan Ryan messed up, though? He came out before free agency started. So he wanted $10 million. Yes. No. Yeah, I saw I said <laughs> no. no. And that's why you're still on the market, because nobody's going to pay you $10 million a year. No. And you're going to come out and ask for that and say that's what you want. So teams are like, no, we ain't even finna Look at talk him. to you yeah. at no $10 million a year. Yeah. You know? Now, if that's what you wanted, that's fine. But you don't come out and say that and tell the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So... I mean, now, depending especially how far it is into free agency, he's not going to get $10 million, <laughs> So he's going to have to take less than that. Yeah. So 
somebody I like him as a player too. So somebody will get him, you know, for a good price. But is this is going to be interesting because the Raiders side. Randall. Well, so that's what was, what was my next point. Mm-hmm. Someone who started his career at corner, your guy, Demarius Randall. Exactly. A former Packer, former Browns free agent. He played outside corner for the Packers for the first three years of his NFL career. And then when he was traded to the Browns, that's when he converted to safety. Um, so he can play both positions if need be with the Raiders, Correct. 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 And that, that's going to be the thing. I'm looking at the Raiders and I'm saying, OK, I got my first rounder, Jonathan Abram, coming back. Yep. You know, I got Joyner back there still at safety. I sign a guy in Randall that's a safety. I'm thinking that they're going to put him at corner. Really? You think so, though? I do. But he, they actually have a solid, you know, a solid group at safety if they have him well at free safety and then have... Jonathan Abram play strong safety, and they have the Heath guy for a backup and Eric Harris as a backup. You don't think that they'll start Randall at free safety? So Jordan's not there no more? He's gone? Yeah, but he plays slot corner mostly. <sighs> I mean, but what I'm saying is the good news is he's a serviceable yes. DB, and he can play both positions. The good news is, is yes, he could play both. And me knowing Randall and playing with Randall in Green Bay for a couple years, he don't want to play corner. Oh, okay. So then maybe that's maybe that was the deal. So for him signing with the Raiders, I'm assuming that they said you are going to play safety because he don't want to play corner. Okay. He didn't want to play. He didn't want to play corner in Green Bay. Okay. Okay. You know he he was a natural safety at Arizona State, and he came to to, to Green Bay and they moved him to corner. And yeah, he played well. I want to say he was rookie all defensive team and all that. He played well, but he never wanted to play corner. So. I'm assuming that they would use him as safety. But, yeah, you're getting a versatile player, you know, that, that that's a very good player, former first-round pick. Yeah, exactly. You know, and for and, cheap, and, former first-round pick yeah, for cheap. Yep, and you get a lot of these guys on these proven deals, these one-year deals, man. You'll be surprised of what they deliver, man. And if he's on his A game, he can make some plays. I think that um, he was dealing with a hamstring injury last year. So he only made 11 starts for the Browns last season. And it was his first season in his NFL career that he didn't record um, an interception. He has 14 picks in his career. Now, 2018, he had a pretty darn good year. He had four interceptions, five passes defensed, and he allowed just a 68.8 passer rating when targeted. So that's pretty darn good. So if he can stay healthy, I think the Raiders' secondary just got a little better with this addition, James. Absolutely. I love it. Anytime I see my former Packers coming over there to the... I knew, I knew you would say something like that. But uh, anyways, to, yes. To, to the nation, to the nation. I love it, man. But no, he, he's, he's going to be a good, solid addition to there. They're getting some good veterans in there, man. Guys that, guys that know what they're doing and know how to play some football, man. They're smart. Yeah, they got better on defense. That's a, a positive. And they also needed all the help they can get back there in the secondary. So they've gotten their help, even though they did let Eli Apple go. I actually like this signing... A lot better. You can still get a corner in free agency. You can still get a corner in the draft. Um, but lost at all this, the Raiders re-signed veteran guard Jordan Devy. So the Raiders continue to add depth, of course, to their offensive line. You know, Devy started four games last season before landing on injured reserve with a torn pectoral muscle. Uh, Richie Incognito, as you know, and Gabe Jackson, they're set to start at guard. But it's going to be a battle at camp, you know. So you have Devy, Denzel Good, Andre James, Lester Cotton and Eric Cush, who are going to be battling for roster spots at camp. 
But the good news, Devi, he can also play center and back up Rodney Hudson. So I think he has a better chance of making the team. We shall see. Also, the Seahawks signed former Raiders defensive end Benson Mayoa. So with that, I knew the Raiders weren't going to re-sign him, especially after, what, signing uh, Carl Nassib. Um, but in my opinion, don't you think the Raiders should bring back Deion Jordan on a one-year or two-year deal? They'll get him for cheap. I just said, whenever you can get these players on them one-year prove-it deals, yeah. bring them boys in, man, especially especially players that made some plays in the NFL, man, that have very high potential. Yeah. You sign a guy like Jordan, it's very high potential, low risk. Yeah. You know what I mean? You get him one year, you get him cheap. If he's balling at a high level, I mean, you look like a genius. Exactly. You know? So I'm all for guys like that, man. I'm all for getting guys on one-year prove deals that I know that, man, if he can, if it clicks, this dude is going to be huge for us. So, you know, I always – I keep saying on this pod, Alan, you can never have enough good players on your team. <laughs> I know. So however many you can rack up, keep racking up. Yeah, depth is important. And and the funny thing is, Deion Jordan, so I don't think it's funny, but you know how he came on late, obviously he wasn't playing, came on late, he did some nice things, sh- showed some flashes, and then I said, yeah, wait till he gets a full off season, you know, with the Raiders. <laughs> He's going to be a beast, in my opinion, if they gave him another shot, but... Who knows if the Raiders are even going to have an offseason? Who knows if any of the NFL teams are going to have an offseason? This is crazy. It's unheard of. It's unprecedented. This is crazy. How tough is it going to be? This is like completely off subject. But if they could completely cancel OTAs, mandatory mini camp, all that stuff leading up to training camp, is that even important, James? Um, For veterans, I'm sure the veterans are sitting at home saying, thank you, Jesus, that we don't got to come to IPWs and OTAs and put in install one again and all that type stuff. But it's going to crush the rookies. It's going to crush the teams that got new head coaches because they're putting in whole new schemes and systems. And now we only have training camp four weeks to put in all this stuff, you know what I mean? So it's going to hurt them, teams like the Cowboys, the Giants, these guys that got new coaches. It's going to hurt because we got four weeks, we got to play preseason games, and we're trying to put in all these plays, all these installs, all these signals and all that, trying to get you guys adapted to the new offense. That's going to be tough. That's going to be the part that's good, that, that's going to hurt. But the teams that are in the same offense, offense especially with veteran quarterbacks, the Saints – the Packers, yeah, they like, man, listen, you know, yeah, we want to find some pieces through the drafts and things like that, you know, but, hey, we said our quarterbacks and all that know what they're doing. Our de- defense knows what they're, they're doing. So it's the rookies. Another team in a great situation is the Raiders. Same coach, same QB, same coordinators. They just come off running, you know what I mean? Yeah, you got to get the rookies up to speed, but the veterans that's been there know this offense like the back of their hand. So, you know, it'll be good, but it's going to it's going to suck for the rookie, especially the ones that's trying to make the team, because you better believe now with only training camp and no IPWs and OTAs, it's going to be less reps for the guys at free agents. Maybe the guys at seventh round. It's going to be less reps for you because we're trying to get the guys ready to play now. We only got four weeks. All right. It's time to take a quick break. When we come back, we will answer some of your mailbag questions from Raider Nation. So don't go anywhere. Hey, 
Blue Wire listeners, with currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you may be thinking there's nothing to bet on. Well, guess what? You're wrong. Our exclusive partner still has hundreds of sports, events, and games to wager on. Or why don't you let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack? Oh, and get this, it's open 24 hours a day and all online, including their $750,000 poker series. And how about this? If you're into props and entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the weather. Yeah, you can bet on the weather. So why don't you visit their website and join today and receive, get this, it's no longer a 50% welcome bonus. It's a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. So you cannot beat that. Be sure to use the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, and receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Again, that is betonline.ag and use the promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. All right, we are back. Time for Raiders Mailbag. Thanks, Raider Nation, for sending in your questions. We always appreciate you. First one is from Phil Carson, and he writes, So last year there was talk about us having a heavy interest in Ed Oliver. We picked Cleveland Farrell. And then he said, side note, under Big Reg, we were linked to DJ Hayden and Wiz, and we picked them both. What do you think Mike and John's agenda is? How do you break down what we did last year to come up with an idea of what they will do in a couple of weeks? That's a very good question. And honestly, when it comes to John Gruden, I always say expect the unexpected. I do think, though, Mayock is always the voice of reason, James. But I also think he's the one that pushed for Farrell last year. Um, So that says more about Mayock than it does Gruden. But Mayock is, you know, confident when it comes to evaluating his guys. The jury's still out on Farrell. He could become the next big thing. We never know. He can make a huge jump in year two. Um, But I think in this draft, Gruden is saying to Mayock, look, we addressed a ton of needs on defense. Now, Mm -hmm. I need my Ferrari on offense, okay? I've been saying that. So, I really do think they go wide receiver like we expect at number 12, but there probably is some chance and maybe some wild card or a random guy out there that they're in love with that we don't know about, you know, and that may have us scratching our head possibly at 19. What do you think? I've been saying since day one. The philosophy in the first round is receiver, receiver. But what All do you right? think they're thinking, James? I don't care what JJ's thinking. From what they did in this free agency, yeah. attacking the defense, yeah. I see them going offense, man. Okay. Going to get that big-time receiver that they thought they had last year in Antonio Brown. Finally, we're going to go get him in the draft. Yep. They're going to get one at 12. Yep. And then it's going to be another one sitting there in your lap at 19. <laughs> Okay. And you go and you're gonna get him at 19 as well. But I believe they go two wide receivers. And if, and if, like I said before on the last episode, if one of those receivers are gone, then you probably attack the secondary. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then, or maybe you trade back and get a little more draft capital, which I'm fine with. <sighs> but if they don't go receiver at 12. I'm going to be at a loss for words, and I'm going to be, I don't know, throwing my computer because clearly that's yeah. where I'm watching the draft. <laughs> they go, they, they're go they they going receiver at 12 for sure. And the crazy thing about it is, is 
usually you fall in love with these guys when you see them work out multiple times. Yeah. You know, and now all they have is the combine. They haven't been able to work out any guys personally, one-on-one, no teams. Yeah. So now all you could go off of is guys that you liked at the combine. You know what I'm saying? And 90% of the guys that showed out at the combine was wide receivers. You know? But if you're if you're a guy who didn't go to the combine, or even if you are a combine guy and didn't like how you performed, won't you be pushing out content like on your Twitter, on your Instagram of workouts like every single day? <laughs> I mean, I would, but at the end of the day, that ain't gonna mean nothing. It's not okay because because no. obviously you put out what looks good. Yeah, that ain't gonna mean nothing. Yeah. Th- now, now all they can do is go back to their tape. These teams go back to their tape and watch their tape. But yeah. if I'm a if I'm an underclassman mm-hmm. and I'm not a Joe Burrow underclassman mm-hmm. <laughs> or in that first round underclassman, I'm asking, man, I'm asking people, man, can I come back? Yeah, true. You know what I mean? How can I get my agent back and come back? Because these, uh, it, this hurt. Yeah, you don't get no pro day. You don't yep. get you don't get none of that, man, to show what you got, man. That hurts. Yeah, that really sucks. And now this is uh when the scouts make their money. <laughs> Absolutely, man. So it's gonna be interesting. But I'm still saying go get that Ferrari, man. Wide receiver, wide receiver. Speaking of uh the Ferrari, at the noob six one nine says, Say we get lucky and draft Lamb and Rugs at 12 and 19. Okay, that obviously would be amazing. He said, looking at the opponents for 2020, what do you predict our win-loss ratio will be? And then he said, what home game are you most looking forward to uh, with this draft-predicted team? So I'll just run off who they're playing um, because I actually wrote down home and away for you. And then you can... Give your prediction and what home game you're looking forward to. I already have mine in my head. And you'll see, you'll probably pick the exact same one. So, home, Broncos, Chargers, Chiefs, Saints, Colts, Buccaneers, Dolphins, Bills, away, Broncos, Chiefs, Chargers, Falcons, Browns, Panthers, Patriots, Jets. Okay, so first your prediction. How many games will they win? The Raiders will win 11 games this year. Oh, wow. Okay, I'd say 9 or 10, so I'm going a little less than you. You said 11. 11 games this year. Okay, with those two guys. Oh, shoot. You know what? I didn't even think yeah. about it. With those two guys, that was the whole point of the yeah. question. Yeah, with the Ferrari, <laughs> Yeah, 11, 11 games. games. You're right. You're right. Okay, what home game are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to that Saints, Breeze. Ah, uh, okay. And the Saints coming to town. That was a close one. Yeah. I'm doing, of course, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, yeah, that'll be a good one to tap. I forgot. I keep forgetting TB12 over there. <laughs> TB12 is yeah, TB. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Isn't that kind of crazy? But those yeah. those are going to be some tough home games. Yeah, them some good home games. Though. It's good to get those type teams at the cribber, though. Yeah, you for sure. Instead mean? of on the road, you're right. Absolutely. Facts on facts. Um, all right, at Paper Tiger 418 he wants to know, <laughs> this is actually a good question, which Raider would you trust to get through an apocalypse? Lord have mercy. <laughs> Which Raider would you trust to get you through an apocalypse? Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Darren Waller. Why is that? Okay. It's only because, I don't, there's, one, do you know how many new players are on this dang roster? <laughs> but no, it's not because of that. Um, it's because I feel he's been through so much and he's weathered the storm that like an apocalypse is not going to face him. Yeah. Hopefully he's resourceful though. See, I need to figure out how resourceful he is. 
Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, I don't know. But I just, I don't, uh, I, I just said Darren Waller. I don't know. I, I, I got to take a big dog, man. I gotta, like a Rodney Hudson? I'll probably take a Rodney Hudson, man, just because he big, he strong, and them offensive linemen is smart, man. He might know a way to get up us out of there or get <laughs> Right. He might he might know the back door somewhere or something. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I got right. you know, and I'm a high behind him too. And it, but I what kind go of is dog. it gonna be a zombie apocalypse? Then I probably want a big dog to like fight off all these zombies. So I don't man, know. Man, I want gonna... a big dog, period, man. <laughs> You're right. So maybe my I don't know. I just I couldn't think of one. I didn't want to like <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I wanted to try to go yeah. off the dome, but that was a failure. Darren Waller Darren Waller might leave you, man. Yeah, you're I, right. I'm, 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 <laughs> so much i'm out on my own go. i'm doing this solo dolo you right okay karen blair which raiders currently single individual would you feel comfortable with watching your son for a date night for you and the hubby so this is clearly a question for me um if she means single as in not married then that's a hard one hopefully she means just which one player uh because i don't know the marital status of all these players but who do you think i'm gonna pick james i already have it in my head Derek Carr. Duh, Derek Carr. <laughs> one, I know him. I know his fam. I will feel 1,000% comfortable. Well, I should say 3,000% comfortable in having him watch my son. And I think my son would have a great time, you know. He'd be fun because he loves hoops. And I could picture him and my son playing on a little mini hoop inside his house. Uh, it's just a good time. Plus, he's just a great guy. He will make sure nothing happens to my son. Yeah, DC, DC go DC go make sure little man good, man. I don't trust him with my son, though. Shut up. Uh, yes, you do. He'll be dunking <laughs> on the boys and showing no mercy. Just yeah. like you do to your boys. I've seen them videos of the 40-yard dash. Oh, smoke with them. Hey, zero mercy. Hey, <laughs> it's hard out here for us. It's hard to paint. I got to raise them right. You, Dog. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so um, at Coach Meezy, is Gruden on the hot seat if they go under 500 again? Uh, no. <laughs> no. No. 10 years, $100 million. Mm. After three years, nah. <laughs> no, no, sir. It's way too early, brother. Okay, at soccer, Sophist wants to know why does it seem this team is forever drastically changing personnel? The 49ers went from four and twelve to the Super Bowl, and the Raiders in the same time went four and twelve to seven and nine, and are still rebuilding. Well, there's a lot of factors that actually go into that. <laughs> like last year, literally. The Antonio Brown drama, I mean, that, I know you people don't want to make excuses. That played a huge role in why the offense wasn't the offense it should should have been. And two, the defense was still trash. So I do have to give him credit for that. There's no reason why the defense should still be one of the worst in the league statistically. And not only that, you got to understand what the San Francisco 49ers did. The San Francisco 49ers hit on all their draft picks. That whole defensive line was first rounders. You know what I mean? And then you add a Bosa to that hitting on that draft pick. Then you add a Debo Samuel to that hit on that draft pick. Then you add a Richard Sherman to that. Like, And it wasn't just like they did it in one year. No, exactly. exactly. So he's like, making it seem like they did they, it in one year. No, they they built and they hit on a lot of their draft picks. And if you're a team that can hit on a lot of your draft picks, you're going to have quick turnarounds. And that's why I'm saying if the Raiders hit on these two wide receivers – they could have a quick turnaround like the Niners. And don't forget, Jimmy G also didn't play. They didn't have a quarterback when they went 4-12 and because Jimmy exactly. G got injured. Um, okay, at Darth Raider, this is going to be a quick one-word answer, and I'll let you answer it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Would you trade 
number 12 plus car for Wa- no. for Watson. No. <laughs> and he said, I think Bill would do that deal, LOL. Maybe we can get them to throw in an extra fourth. Would I trade number 12 and DC for Watson? No, absolutely not. I think he like was trying to uh, troll us or something because that was a horrible question. Heck no. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Jim Caldwell, talk me out of taking wide receivers at both 12 and 19. Um, No, I'm not talking you out of it because that's what we want. Yeah, I'm trying to talk you into it. I'm trying to talk Gruden into it, man. Hopefully Gruden listen to this, keeping it 300. Him at Mayock, man, and go ahead and get them two wide receivers, man. <laughs> okay, uh, a few more. Um, at Noel Raider, it seems CD may not be available come the 12th pick. That's that's true. <laughs> very true. But since we have two picks in the first, would it benefit the Raiders to go all offense still in the first with both picks? If CD isn't available, one, I'll cry. Okay. But we all know there are a couple teams ahead of us who do need wide receivers, so it's a possibility he won't be there. Um, In that case, I guess you will, quote-unquote, settle for Judy. I'm not actually a huge Judy fan. Why not? He reminds me of Amari Cooper. Oh, man, here you go. Just because they went to the same school don't mean they mind you of Amari Cooper. No. Uh, He could remind you of Julio Jones. They all went to the same school. You don't know what you're going to get. I'm just saying, Polish route runner coming out, that was like the one thing that everybody highlighted, Cooper. Fast. But I'm saying Coop just got $100 million. Coop wasn't no slouch. He shouldn't have gotten $100 because <laughs> when it comes to top corners, he's a no-show. Yeah, so dude, don't let me Coop pull. Coop ain't no slouch, man. Hey, let's be honest. It's one corner that got the best of Coop this year, and that was Gilmore. That's Okay, it. if you let – I don't even feel like talking about Amari Cooper, so I'm not going to do yeah, it. But, I, not, but, but there are about a lot him. of stats that back up that he's a no-show against top corners and that like something about 30-something percent of the games that he's played, he's had 30 – Yards or less, so yeah, but but a lot goes into that too. Yeah, I'm just a Amari Cooper hater. You know, because you know what, Amari Cooper doesn't have that like that dog in him. Oh, uh, he doesn't have that I, that want in him, that dog in him. You know what I'm saying? I, I can see where you see that from from watching the game, and I feel like he takes Watch. plays off. So I'm not a huge Amari Cooper fan. Let me get off this subject. He's not a Raider, um, yeah. but it, you still can go after rugs you can go after higgins and jefferson afterwards but does your draft strategy change if cd isn't there at, at 12 no okay if cd's gone at 12 i'm taking judy no question asked my pick is already in i'm taking judy now it will possibly well it's definitely going to change at 19 because i feel like if somebody jumps up to take cd lamb early mm-hmm. then the wide receivers are coming off the board. So I think once once Lamb goes or Judy goes, whoever people say going first, whoever goes first is going to be a domino effect because people are going to be scared to lose out on those guys. And I don't think Henry Ruggs is going to be there at 19 if the wide receiver goes before 12. Yeah. Okay. So now if a wide receiver goes at 12, then I think we're in perfect position to get another receiver at 19. But if he goes before 12 mm-hmm. – it ain't gonna be there. It ain't gonna be there at nineteen. <laughs> I know. So yes, draft strategy draft strategy will change if a receiver goes early, unless Rugs falls in your lap. But I would be thinking corner or something if if CD Lamb goes number eight or seven or yeah. something to somebody. Um, well, that goes into the next question at Dirt McGritt forty two. Besides wide receiver. Where do you see the Raiders going with the first two rounders? Well, obviously, wide receiver has to be the one. But I'm going corner or D-tackle. I do see them 
possibly not getting the corner and going D-tackle. D-tackle. They need some more interior help. I don't think it's a number one priority, but aside from corner, it's right behind it, in my opinion. But you never know. I'm saying you never know with Gruden and Mayock. I'm just I'm just trying to throw it out no, there. No, you, you, you never know. And you watch what the Niners did. You never know who might be trying to come in there and take that strategy. But yeah. to be honest with you, uh, what was my man name that asked that question? Dirt Magritte 42. Dirt Magritte 42. To be honest with you, man, I ain't even thought of nothing else but two receivers, <laughs> brother. So <laughs> so anything you ask me, man, I'm going to say nope. I ain't even thought of no other strategy. This is my strategy right here. I'm getting me two cold receivers. Bottom line. Okay. At the corner view, this is for you. He said for JJ. Or JJ. Does a player hold resentment towards coaches or GMs when they're clearly not being endorsed during an offseason like Carr has had to go through? Good question. Very good question. <laughs> um, resentment. Ooh, that, that, is, that is a good question. Um, and you have to keep it 300, JJ. You know, you know this, is, this is a very good question because we really don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, we do not know the conversations that Gruden and Carr have had and Mayock and Carr have had. All we're going off of is the Raiders ain't came out and, like, been blasting Carr on social media saying he's the best in the world, he's our quarterback and all that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they've been saying, oh, we're going to take a look at everybody. Every team takes a look at everybody. So this is hard because – we don't know the conversations that they've had. Now, if they haven't had any conversations with me and all this stuff is coming out and they're saying that, you know, we're looking at all these quarterbacks, we're trying to get better and all that, and we want, we want Tom Brady and all that, then, yeah, my eyebrow is raised. You know what I'm saying? If I haven't heard from you off this social media and off all that, if you ain't called me and let me know that I'm your guy or, you know, don't worry about none of that stuff and all that type stuff, then, yeah, when I get in the building, I'm a ball, but it is a red flag. And when I do shine and I come off this field, don't be slapping my hand, Groove. <laughs> don't be slapping my helmet. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, want to, you wanted to get rid of me and never have my back. But yeah. – if he is having communication with him and Gruden is having his back and Mayock is having his back, I could care less what any social media says, what anybody thinks. We're going after Tom. We're going after Jameis. We're going after Marriott. Who cares? I'm the guy. They told me the guy. They gotta be, I'm the guy. They got to be blasted all on social media. I know that's a long answer, but that's how I would feel. Yeah, and I've said that I would be a little salty if I was Carr right now only because they haven't straight up gone, you know, in front of the media and said, Carr's my guy, Carr's our guy, calm the heck down. But see, I don't care about that. Yeah, I know you don't care about that. Because he shouldn't care what people think outside of the building. No, exactly. I get it. You know what I mean? You know, just like everybody could come over there right now, go on Twitter and say, James is the ugliest man in the world. Hey, if the wifey like it, the wifey like it. They can come and they can say, Fallon, the ugliest girl in the world. If the husband like it, the husband like it. That's, that's it. I don't care what none of y'all say out there. I'm the handsomest dude in the world. You know what I'm saying? So who cares? You know, so that's, that's all that matters. I don't care about social media. That's true. Okay, so Carlos wants to know, is D-Car... Okay, this is going to be for you because, all right, I'm just, you already have stated your case on why Carr is better than Mariota. So, is D. Carr really that superior of a quarterback over Mariota? Career numbers suggest otherwise. 
And actually, <laughs> and I went and looked because I, I saw this question. I was like, you know what? Let me just look. So their completion percentage is very similar. Passer rating, very similar. Carr averages 40 more yards per game. Um, that's not that much. But Carr has twice as many career touchdowns. And yes, I know he's played one more year. But we're talking about 143 touchdowns to 76. He has also completed a ton more passes of 20-plus and 40-plus yards. Um, so with that said, why is Carr superior? You know, the other day, somebody sent me stats of the season of Deshaun Watson and of Derek Carr. And Derek Carr had a better season. And Derek Carr had a better season than Deshaun Watson. And we just had a question on here asked, why don't we trade Carr and number 12 for Watson? Right? (laughs) Yes. And the reason why I say that is because stats can be deceiving. Yep. Okay? So don't always look at the stats. Just like I always tell everybody, and I know a lot of people use this one, but Emmitt Smith is the leading rusher in the National Football League. Frank Gore is number three. It's 20 dudes that you'll probably take over Frank Gore. And he's number three in the NFL in rushing. Stats can be deceiving. Put on your eyeballs on the TV and watch the games and watch Derek Carr throw this football and just see how much better he is than Mariota. That's what I go off of. I put my eyeballs on this TV and I see Mariota and I'm like, Lord have mercy. I put my eyeballs on Derek Carr and I'm like, man, this kid could be special. They put the right pieces around him. Yep. So that that's my answer to that. Don't <laughs> let all the stats fool you, man. Derek Carr had better season than Tom Brady last year. They want to get rid of they want to get rid of uh Carr for Brady. Exactly. At, at 50 years old. So don't <laughs> worry about don't worry about all them stats, man. Put your put your eyeballs on the TV, man, and watch the quarterbacks play the game. And it's a lot of and it's a lot and it's a lot of people that had better seasons than Aaron Rodgers last year. And you're probably not gonna take them over Aaron Rodgers facts to lead your facts. team. So don't facts let these facts. stats don't let these stats be deceiving, man, and you start thinking that, that dudes are average is better than better than your quarterback you got. Okay, I really like this next question um, from at DW67. They want to know, do you think the defense is missing a defensive leader? If not, who is there to fill that void? My opinion is all defenses have an emotional leader. Do we have anyone in our locker room that can match the intensity of Charles Woodson? No. They don't. Yeah, they don't. But here's the thing. <laughs> but here's the thing, James, and you know, and, and you know because you played with C. Wood for so many years. This is the point that I want to make. He was more of a lead by example guy for the majority of his career. Like he never was really that raw emotional leader until he had to be, especially in the Raiders locker room towards the tail end of his career, because he was playing with a bunch of young bucks who obviously needed to hear from him. And this is something that Charles Woodson told me himself. Yeah. But I think but number one, I think it's hard to compare somebody to Woodson because just who Woodson was and the things that he accomplished in his career, even when he was a rookie, yeah, dudes watched him. You yep, know what I'm yep, saying? Yep, yep. There's nobody like that right now in the Raiders locker room That's where true. it's like, dang, this is, dude, I got to watch this dude. Yep. And, you know, he automatically gets the respect like that. You know what yep. I'm saying? Yep. And and that and that's part of it. Even playing with, with Wood so many years in Green Bay. Yeah, he never was the rah-rah guy. Mm-hmm. But just because who he was, you know what I'm saying? If he say one little thing to you, you, you know what I'm saying? Hold that, on to that. that. 
But I'm saying that goes yeah. a long yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm just saying, even if it's to the team, yeah. even if even if it's calling up the team at a practice, like, bro, our practice was weak today. We plan on going to the Super Bowl practicing like that. Boom, period. That's it. Yeah. And you come out the next day like, bro, get your stuff together and let's go to work. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? The dude has spoken. You know what I mean? The leader, the leader, and that's just because who he was. So. You know, I think there's some guys on that team that can get to that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's nobody there right now. Like, if Carr plays at a high level, he can get to that. Yeah. If Josh Jacobs plays at a high level, he can get to that. You know what I mean? But right now, it's nobody there that really just demands that respect right when you walk into the room. Well, and that kind of sucks because you're even talking the team as a whole, lacking an emotional leader. And he's asking about a defensive leader, defensive emotional leader. With that said, last year you had a guy like Tyre Whitehead who was that quote-unquote emotional leader, right, last year. But here's the thing. His talk didn't match his play on the field. You need a guy who could talk the talk and walk the walk. And I think possibly that guy can be a Corey Littleton, you know, this year. It could be a young guy like Jonathan Abram. It could be a young guy like Max Crosby. Um, The Raiders maybe don't have their standout emotional leader on defense right now, but I think they have a couple guys who can be that this coming season. But the emotional leader is the coach. Okay. Right, na- right now, the right now the emotional leader is the coach. Gruden is the emotional leader. As you can see, the team is starting to play with the energy and the effort and the passion that Gruden has. You know what I'm saying? That that's the leader. So right now, just because you don't have that guy, that's when the coach shows up and he is that leader you know what I'm saying where he steps up and he knows when to come in and when to do certain things and when to pump the team up when to sit them down when to do all this stuff he's the emotional leader right now for this ball club in my opinion yeah okay you're you're 100% right on that actually 300% right um okay I'm just gonna run through these because these are like we're gonna wrap up with this and it's really short answers at Mike H. Rig. Um, he wants to know, do you see the Raiders taking a safety at 19? Is their safety on, worth that pick? Maybe the one from Alabama. <laughs> no, now that they've got Randall, I don't see them taking a safety. This, this question was actually posed to us, yeah. I believe, before the Randall signing. Okay, at Harlem Socialite, do you see the Raiders making a move to get Carr out and get Newton in? <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy. That is absolutely crazy for that person to even sit on his phone and type that. Okay, we don't need that a drama for crazy. one, but Cam Newton is not a John Gruden guy. Like He's obviously an athletic quarterback, which John Gruden loves, an athletic quarterback, hence why he signed a Mariota. But you already have your system in place for a Derek Carr, for a pocket passer that you've already been working towards for how many years? Well, this is their third season, I guess. So you're just going to throw in a freaking Cam Newton and change everything? No, man. I don't even know. Buddy was sitting on the couch. I know he, it's the coronavirus and all that's going on, but he was sitting on the couch, man, eating a cheese sandwich. Like, man, let me just see if they think about Cam Newton. No, man. I, I love Cam Newton when healthy. This is, we're talking about a former Absolutely, MVP. Absolutely, man. I love Cam, too. But for the Raiders, no. For the Chargers and the and the, and the uh, Patriots, yes. But for the Raiders, no. Okay, you're saying no, but because why, though? Just doesn't fit in the system or what? Just because of Carr? Yes, because he's not a better passer, better quarterback than D.C. Now, if you want to bring him in there, like I said, you want to go back to the old cam and change the system where he's using his legs and you're running these QB draws and the option and all that. And he, you know, he's 
he, he he's throwing the one read, and if that read ain't open, taking off, then yeah, Cam will play at a high level. But right now, in this offense, with the people they have, man, DC is the right guy for the job. Stop asking questions about <laughs> Derek Carr, okay? He is the starting quarterback of the Oakland Raiders, okay? The Las Vegas Raiders <laughs> now, if I'm going to get it right. That ain't never going to change. I probably messed that up a thousand times. But quit asking questions about D.C. Dang, so yeah? I shouldn't tell you what at Raider Jay wants oh, to know. Shoot, Would man. you take Justin Herbert if he's there at 12? <laughs> Here he go. But I'll answer it. Hell to the na na. Hell no. <laughs> Hell to the na na na. Because aside from the obvious, we are a believer in DC. The Raiders have far more pressing needs than to waste their freaking number twelve pick on a quarterback. Yep. That would just be so stupid. And they paid a backup good money, so yeah, exactly. I think that is out. Okay, at Ricardo Landerus. Or hold on, Ricardo Landros. There you go. Sorry, he wants to know: Is Gunther's job safe as long as the team wins no. games, regardless if the defense <laughs> plays bad, or could he still be replaced by Marinelli during the season if the defense is underperforming? Yeah, he can be replaced <laughs> in the middle of the season if the defense isn't performing. One one hundred percent. I think the only reason why you do bring a Marinelli over there, a guy of that caliber, is because if you mess up, sir. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he is coming in. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, I do think that if the defense doesn't show improvement and the Raiders are not winning games and they're not winning games because the defense isn't stopping nobody or giving giving up points, and it's now, yes, I think we could see a change early. Okay, these last two questions kind of similar from some that I think we already answered. So, hold on, let's just breeze them. Breeze through them. Art, Raiders draft a wide receiver that they like, and Carr is the starter for the 2020 season. Are they winning more than eight games? Yes, 11. Yeah, we already said that, 11. But I wanted to get your question in to show you that you showed us love and you asked us a question. They're winning definitely more than eight games if Carr is the starter and they at least draft one number one receiver. Okay, last one. At Go Get After It. Good evening, Fallon and Raider family. Do you think the Raiders are more likely to, A, stay put, B, trade up, C, trade down? If so, why? Okay, so obviously we've been talking about this and we want them to go after a wide receiver at 12, so I say they stay put. Um, I would like them to stay put at both spots, but um, I have a feeling, you know, the Raiders will stay put at 12, get a wide receiver, and then trade back at 19 to get more draft picks because I don't see the value of a corner at 19, to be honest with you. Um, Akuda is a top 10 guy. He's in a league of his own. And after that, you know, you have Fulton Henderson and Diggs. And I personally don't feel they're worth the value at 19. You know what I'm saying? So I feel you can trade back and maybe even still get a, you know, a wide receiver that will be still a starter in the second round or also get a corner later in the first round, possibly depending upon, uh, where you trade back at. I, I truly feel that the the Raiders need one of these big time wide receivers. So they'll do that at twelve, but at nineteen, what? So let's say because I believe this is just me. Uh, I know the Giants have a bunch of needs, but I believe that they possibly might take CD Lamb at four. I'll cry. Now, if they do that. Mm-hmm. Judy ain't making it to 12. He's not. So what do you do? Trade up. That's what I'm saying. Oh. I cannot stay put 
if one of those dudes goes super early to a team that just jumps out the blue, you know what I mean, and says, look, we're going and we're putting C.D. Lamb with Saquon and Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard and, and, and uh, uh, Danny Dimes. Yeah. You know, to try to try to get this thing rolling, like get him a big time playmaker out there. You know, then Judy stock raises and I'm he's gone. He, he mm. he's going to go Jets or something. That's before the before the uh, the Raiders. And I think you might have to think about trading up because I don't think that Henry Ruggs is worth a 12. I don't think he's that good. So, so with that said, he has Tyreek Hill tendencies. So why why aren't you so high on Ruggs? Henry Ruggs don't run the route tree like Tyreek Hill run. Turn the tape on. Tyreek Hill running curl routes. He running slant routes. He running dig routes. But he has the speed to to get there to do it. I'm not saying he's not going to get there. I'm just saying at 19, I love him. At 12, I don't love him at 12. I I like it. Hey, you know, I got a little crush on him at 12. You know what I mean? But I ain't, you know, waiting in the hallways to get his number. But if Judy and uh, Lamb are gone, both are gone before even 12. That's what I'm saying. That's why I feel like if they go, if one go early, the Raiders have to trade up to try to go get to get to get the other one. Yes, the other, the other one, whichever one. one goes. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, well, I don't know. A lot of people are high on Henry Ruggs. We'll see what happens. I mean, they I, are because they are because the speed. Yeah, but and that's an Al Davis dream guy, and then we'll be like the Raiders of old, just going for speed, and then him be a bust. That would really suck, to be honest with you. But he's not a guy like. High pointing the ball, yards after the catch, like a CD Lamb type of dude. And, you, and you've seen Tyreek Hill jump over people's necks to go get the ball. Yeah, That's what I'm yeah, saying. You're right. He ain't really, he not, he, uh, at least he ain't showed Tyreek Hill yet. He possibly may have that in him, but he hasn't showed that. To me, he showed more Deshaun Jackson. And I love that too. Uh, yeah. Because D, D Jack is a baller. I, yeah. lo- I love that too. Yeah. Blow, the t- blow the top off the stuff. But. I just don't know if I want that at 12. Okay. JJ, the GM, because he is going to be a GM one day. We're speaking that into the universe, into existence. (laughs) All right, Raider Nation. Once again, thank you so much for your questions. We didn't get to everyone. We got to most everyone, though. Um, But we are going well over time. So thank you so much for your questions. We got to as many as we could. And that's going to do it for this week's episode of Keep It at 300. If you haven't done so already, please rate us and write a review. We would really appreciate it. Till next time, for James, I'm Fallon. We out. Peace. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.